name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. So today we are, have arrived at the second Sunday of Great Lent. Uh, we continue our journey to uh, Great and Holy Pascha. Uh, and today we have this, uh, we're reminded of the, uh, the miracle that our Lord uh, performed uh, on this paralyzed man. Uh, we see uh, the clear connection in today's gospel between uh, forgiveness of sins and healing. Um, we can also see the importance of the, the that so-called third leg of the, of the stool, which is spirituality in the Orthodox Church. Prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. The giving of alms. Doing deeds of mercy and service to others. Uh, this is a form of self-denial. And this is a good thing. Uh, this is putting wheels on our faith. This is making manifest to the world in which we live of the reality of God's presence in our hearts and in our minds and our souls. Uh, and so we see uh, the Lord when he saw the faith of these four friends uh, of this poor paralyzed man and all the links that they went to to lower him uh, through the roof. Can you imagine uh, coming down out of the ceiling? Uh, so certain were they that the Lord could heal him and would heal him. Uh, and the Lord, uh, the Lord looked at their faith and he counted that to uh, forgive his sins. Um, so he does two things, actually, uh, when he sees this uh, diligence on behalf of the friends of this paralytic. He forgave his sins and then he healed him of his palsy. And he makes it clear uh, uh, which is most important. He shows that he is God. He alone can forgive sins. And as always, those whose hearts are hard rejected uh, his declaration of forgiveness. So he shows uh, them an unmistakable sign. He heals the man of his palsy and empowers him to carry out his litter. We can say that uh, in, to one, in one sense, we can say that all physical illness is in some way caused by sin. Because of our separation from our life source, which is what uh, is in, inherent in a sinful state, uh, all of these fall, all this fallout from that kind of a situation uh, leads to sickness, death, and suffering. Uh, the tragic consequences of our fallen human nature uh, being separated from God. Uh, we can't say with specificity that, that you know, XYZ sin leads to XYZ penalty. Uh, we should not even try to think like that. Uh, God is a, our God is a merciful God. He wants our salvation. He's trying to meet us where we are. He shields us from so much by His grace and mercy that we don't even know about. Uh, 
We have done no good deed on earth. No, not one. We're a lot dirtier than we think. Uh, He sees it all. And his love for us is so great that he just keeps loving us. He keeps giving us more and more opportunities to turn back to him, to turn away from our sins back to him. Uh, uh, We can say, we can say that sin uh, in us is a poison. It's a poison to our souls. And if it's left unchecked, it will rob us of our place in God's eternal kingdom. And in our, in our reading today from uh, the book of Hebrews, St. Paul admonishes us that to, to not neglect so great salvation. Our salvation can be neglected. Uh, it has to be nurtured. It has to be nourished. Uh, and one of the ways that happens, obviously through prayer, through fasting, Uh, but also by putting the needs of others before our own and serving them and doing whatever we can to help them. So we can see why the church calls us to examine ourselves to make sure that we uh, have not drifted away from our heartfelt belief and trust in the one true God. Uh, This call to repentance entails a sincere and an unbridled effort to purify our hearts and our minds. And that's what Great Lent is all about. It's an opportunity. It's time for a little bit harder work. You know, Father John Braun, uh, in his uh, presentation to the men at the retreat last week, uh, he made the point that, you know, becoming a godly person takes work. It's not just something that's just going to happen uh, without any effort on our part. We have to do our part. We have to buy into, this is a crude way of saying it, but we have to buy into the process of salvation. The dynamic of being uh, reconciled to God, of being purified and being illumined and being deified. That's not just a, 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 a slogan or something. It is what we all are called to experience in our lives. God calls us to that. But he also gives us grace. He gives us mercy and help to bring it about. What is so critical, what is so critical in that whole thing is our will. The degree to which we are willing to unite our human will to his divine will. If we do this, the fruit of our outward life will bear witness to our friendship and kinship with the Holy Trinity. As I've already indicated in our epistle today, uh, St. Paul warns us about neglecting our salvation. This warning uh, infers that our salvation is a dynamic process within us, uh, and we are co-participants in it. Uh, The... uh, What is important to, uh, to remember in all of this is that God loves us. He gives mercy to us. He loves to give mercy to us. Uh, he wants us to be free. Uh, free of the passions, free of enslavement to the passions. Uh, and we trip, stumble, and fall throughout this life. 
myself included. He's always there ready to forgive. May we be ready to repent. That is all he asks of us. He asks that we truly repent. And if that repentance is genuine, then there will be fruit in our life that will also speak of that as well. Uh, today we, uh, we remember, among others, St. Gregory Palamas. So I'd like to close my homily with a quote from him along these lines. He writes, Let us stir up all who see us to glorify God as they recognize that this house has Christ within it, who gives strength to those whose souls are paralyzed and commands them to lift up and offer up to Him with a spiritual understanding pleasing to God their physical senses and perceptions instead of being mindlessly carried away and brought down by them. In this way they will go into the house that is really ours, by which I mean the country in and above the heavens, where Christ now is, the heir and bestower of our inheritance, to whom belong glory, might, honor and worship with his Father without beginning, and the holy, good, and life-giving Spirit, now and forever, and unto the ages of ages. Amen.